107.9 FM. Abel Uta Fresh 107.9 FM. Professionalism nurtured by experience. Seven from our studios at Fresh 107.9 FM. This is a rendition of the late Jimmy Sholanke uh, tagged Oruladubu. Uh, one of the songs that a veteran and a big man will be remembered for, particularly for those of us in the media. Um, this man made history and uh, was the viewing point of many of many people uh, well, days back at the NTA. So there's this saying, at the blueness of skies and in the warmth of summer, we remember them. Accolades have trooped in for him from the state government, from the presidency, and from former governors. Um, all are saying one thing. Mm. Uh, Ogun State will miss a legend. Um, it's popularly called Uncle Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy Sholanke on that one. Um, I, I don't know if you've had an encounter around no. folklore music. Okay, yes. Um, I, I particularly love, I love folklore music mm. a lot. So, um, the likes of Jimmy Sholanke... Um, then there's this um, Tunji Oye. I, I, I remember his name, but not not on this mm. spot. Tunji Oye Lano, thank you. Uh, those uh, those are my favorite uh, for their folklorish music that they do. Um, my name is Emmanuel. Okay, uh, good morning and welcome to Freshly Pressed this beautiful morning. My name is Omoyemi Adisoyi. So good to be here this Wednesday morning. Um, we have the papers are here to roost this morning, so uh, let's enjoy it. But here, first, let's wish you 
an amazing Wednesday. There is hoping that all you lay your hands upon today will be fruitful and successful. Today is the seventh day of February, 2024, and it's um, seven days away from Valentine. Wow. And that's for those who <laughs> celebrate Valentine. Do you? I don't. I already don't. <laughs> I, I don't. And I, I have no business with uh, such, such mm -hmm. celebrations. Uh, but then, uh, that doesn't mean I won't celebrate or acknowledge the celebrations. Mm -hmm. It's what some people believe mm -hmm. in. Uh, I believe in love, but not on daily celebrations. But then, uh, fine, uh, for those who are celebrating Valentine seven days away, do well to get uh, amazing gifts. gifts for your partners. If you need gift ideas, you can reach out to me later on. <laughs> I can I, I can advise on what to buy. We are live on Facebook. Check out check us out at Fresh One O Seven Point Nine FM, Fresh One O Seven Point Nine FM. Uh, drop your comments there. Our Facebook line is also available as a feedback mechanism. Later on in the show, we'll open the phone lines for you to be a part of the conversation. This morning, this morning I'm taking the Punch newspaper, the pen pushing online newspaper, and the Platform Times online newspaper. I'll be checking out the Nigerian Tribune and the Guardian newspapers. Starting with the punch this morning. Nigerians spent $98 billion on foreign trips education in 10 years. That's according to the CBN. And that's the lead story in the punch newspaper. Tinubu returns from France, orders emergency meeting on food security. Uh, moving ahead, Nairo weakens at official markets. Banks sell $584 million. Killer kidnappers free slain choir monarch's wife. 13 suspects nabbed. You find this and more in the punch. Still looking at the punch. APC, PDP, trade words over Kano and Niger protest. Tantita security operatives arrest oil thieves vessel in Bielsa and away from that Kogi attacks EFCC over 80 billion Naira case against Yahaya Bailu. In Rivers, Fubara, Rivers APC clash over 144 billion Naira allocation spending. Afeniferi asks Southwest governors to equip Amoteko and Tinubu vows end to insecurity as Nigerian Air Force unveils attack helicopters. You find this and more in the Punch newspaper. Also in the Punch this morning, Adebutu arraigned for vote buying gets one million naira bail. Uh, details in the Punch newspaper this morning. On the Nigerian Tribune, two point four billion dollars of seven billion dollars forex claims not valid. That is coming from the CBN governor Kadosu. Also there, economic hardship. PDP tackles APC over claims opposition behind protests. Also there as well. Insecurity. Senate meet service chiefs today. Ribadu Bajabia Miller ministers meet. Say government will unlock food in storage. That is also there on the Nigerian Tribune this Wednesday morning. Nigerians spent $98.7 billion forex on PTA, education, medical treatment between that's between 10 years. That is coming from the CBN governor, Olayemi Kadusu, as well. In the Ben Pushing this morning, family resorts to crowdfunding to raise funds for release of kidnapped undergraduate son. It's in the Ben Pushing. Police declare officer wanted for murder. And also, man beheads girlfriend. National Drug Administration seals three factories for failure to comply with manufacturing practices. And insecurity in Nigeria, security chiefs to appear before lawmakers. Uh, you find that in the Pempushin newspaper this morning. And on The Guardian, security outfits arrest Moldovian ship with stolen crude in Nigeria. 
Also there as well, Afghan or seamen set to face South Africa after arriving camp. Also there to look out for poor resident protests, high cost of living, hardship in Mina and Ocean State. Bishops, Northern Elders lament rising inflation, hardship in the country. Also there this morning on the Guardian, Lagos TUC, others protest ban on sachet alcohol, cite potential 500,000 job loss. There is also this one as well. Inflation, price hike, push an egg, a day diet beyond Nigerians, which that is also there on the Guardian newspapers this Wednesday morning. And a look at the platform times this morning. Uh, here says, uh, Abiodu keeps promises, releases another one billion naira for pensioners. Uh, still looking at the top stories, Pajimisho Lanka's demise, a loss to Atward, says Amosu. And Remo GDF mourns death of Jimmy Sholanke. Uh, veteran Yoruba actor Olaya Igwe apologizes for praying naked for Tinubu. You find more stories in the platform times. Laughing World Market engulfed in flames. Uh, that happened two or three days ago. You find the details of this in the platform times newspaper this morning. We dig into the stories now. But first, let's um, introduce Ustaz Awal Jibril. Uh, thank you for joining us this beautiful Wednesday morning. Good morning. I wonder why you don't believe in Valentine. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in Val. I don't believe in the celebration. Okay. Yeah. I acknowledge those who believe and celebrate it. You love love. I love you love. Mean. You love love. Yeah. And she has said she understands you're not believing it, but our women, they believe in it. Uh, absolutely. Deep uh, down. But, but perhaps <laughs> we'll, we'll walk around that maybe later on in life. <laughs> But not at this point. Uh, let's let, let, let's take this from the Punch newspaper. Uh, but, but before we proceed, Ustaz, uh, we've been talking about Jimmy Sholanke since yesterday. I don't know if you have any fond memories of him. Ah, of course, plenty of it. Um, people of my age, I will not forget Jimmy Sholanke so easily. Um, they brought fun and excitement into the art world. Uh, quite a number of his programs. Um, the one that has been celebrated as in the storytelling uh, for children. Storyland. Um, yes, on NTA. But uh, several other uh, films in which um, uh, he participated and, and he did brilliantly well. I think he featured in uh, Bathmark and several others like that and um, Beautiful. Then the Solaro's voice when it comes to folk mm-hmm. music, um, mostly band music and um, you know traditional Yoruba music. Um, uh, he's in the forefront. Himself and um, Tunjo Yelano, um, uh, they, they were, um, you know, actors that really blazed the trail for the young ones. Um, he has to pass on uh, because um, uh, death beckons for everybody. And uh, 82, uh, we can't but wish him um, safe know, passage. Yes, yeah, safe passage. Interesting. APC, PDP, trade words over Kano and Niger protests is in the Punch newspaper this morning. The ruling All Progressives Congress on Tuesday accused the leading opposition parties in the country of orchestrating the demonstrations that took place simultaneously in Kano and Niger states on Monday. But the People's Democratic Party denied the allegation, saying the protests were merely a reflection of the hardship in the land occasioned by the economic policies of the ruling party. The allegation comes barely 24 hours after angry youths and women took to the streets of Mina and Kano to protest the biting hardship, inflation and rising cost of living in the country. In Niger, a group of women reportedly blocked the ever-busy Mina to Bida Road at the popular Kwakungu roundabout and called on the administration of Bola Tinubu to address the problem of hunger in the land. Attempts by security operatives to quell the protests by firing tear gas canisters into the crowd and make some arrests were rebuffed by the mob. In a statement issued by the National Publicity Secretary of APC, Felix Morka, in Abuja on Tuesday, the ruling party fingered the opposition parties as being the brain behind dem- the demonstrations, which it claimed were not mere coincidence. Morka added that it was a desperate move to portray the APC-led administration as underperforming. The details you find in the Punch newspaper this morning. Who says, um, it's not new for the APC and PDP to bicker 
and to trade words, trade tackles in Nigeria over issues. But, but, but you look at this particular instance and wonder whether it, it has the underpinning of opposition in it at all. Um, my approach normally on issues like this has been to be as objective as I, want, as I could afford to be. Um, I won't blame anybody that is taken to the street looking at um, the pain um, or the pang of hunger that we have across uh, the country. Uh, things really are not coming easy. Uh, so I won't blame anybody doing that. However, um, when you look at the facts that it is coming from the north, it's, it's a bit you know, shocking or coming with some question marks. Normally, protest um, taken to the street doesn't always start from the north. It starts from the south, the south-south, or the southeast or southwest. But that is starting from the north, it's somehow. Um, that, 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 that's that. But I don't want to climb on that. I just want to appeal to Nigerians that um, rioting, you know, protesting will not change things. If my sense of history of Nigeria serves me well, um, since the 60s to date, we've not had any government that we can really applaud. And I'll tell you what I mean. Um, Tafa Balewa, um, their set were slaughtered uh, by the army. Um, Aguirosi took over, he was equally killed. Gomon came, he was overthrown by Muritala. Uh, Muritala came and tried to do some work on, you know, on um, economy, on food. Um, eventually, he was equally killed. And Obasanjo um, took over Operation Feeding Nation. Um, when he left, Shagari took over. I remembered um, they were overthrown. Um, Buhari took over. At every point in time, we're celebrating the other government over the new one. We're saying that um, Adib in the other government. I mean, if people come to celebrate Abacha. But Babangula came with SAP. And, yes. and people complained too at that time. That's what I'm saying. When one government leaves, another one takes over. We are like, oh, thank God you came home. But eventually, what will happen is we are going to criticize, attack, and abuse our government. So to me, it is not political leadership that is a problem. I think there is a challenge that we need to look into. That changing political headship will not change. And that is why I'm like taking to the street, uh, protesting or fighting might not be the solution. Can we look inward? And look at what exactly is our problem as a nation. Since whether military or civilian, nothing has worked. Um, um, OBJ was attacked. Um, Jonathan, we went to the street. Uh, after him, Buhari came. Now we are saying, oh, look, even under Buhari, it wasn't this difficult. So something definitely is wrong with us. It goes beyond changing political headship. So can we look inward? I am thinking leadership that is sizing all of us is the problem. And everybody needs to take a second look at himself and ask that leadership question. What am I doing or not doing that is making me, you know, to experience this? Look how this happened in the kitty. 13 people have been arrested for kidnapping and we've been told that um, the kingpin is a Yoruba man, a sawmiller. Um, as in the one that organized um, kidnapping syndicates. syndicates. And, you know, so what are we talking about? So uh, we need to look at what. Um, the PDP has responded. Ibrahim Abdullahi, the national, Deputy National Publicity Secretary of the party, says if the PDP were to be in power, there's a tendency it might, it might likely accuse the APC of masterminding this protest. It is a normal thing in democracy. But what is the crux of the matter here? If the issue at hand is a true reflection of the situation on the land, I don't think it behoves on the APC to start complaining about the people behind it. What is more critical is that the country is under siege and facing a very terrible situation as we speak. You and I go to the same markets and we are all witnesses to the massive degeneration of our economy as well as the tragic fall of our beloved country from the high point of glory. Um, I'm, I, I, I want to be clear. Do you think this might have been sponsored or is it a reflection of what is really playing out in the land? 
a sponsorship if you can't rule it out you can only sponsor a person that is aggrieved what i'm trying to say in essence is all the conditions that could warrant um people taking to the streets are inherent in our system like i just said um, those that are not taking to the streets yet are just managing because a lot of things are wrong but far and above that is can taking to the streets solve the problem no that is not the way to go about it however the government have said they want to release um what do you call it food from the uh, food storage system mm. uh, so i come to believe people that have attacked the absence of the president that his absence um has not helped us i think i want to share their view because as soon as he came back he summoned an emergency meeting and the next thing we are seeing is that they said they are going to open up the warehouse of the country maybe if he hadn't come all well, is suffering so the truth of matter is whether sponsored or not sponsored people are really suffering uh, so I, I i want the political parties to stop um this back and forth and face the realities like uh, I, I was really going to take that story you know like after your uh, your submission about the opening the food storage facilities because uh the like what many nigerians are saying is was like the government like was the government government not aware of how things were before like why after this protest there's an emergency meeting talking about opening up the story facilities to release foods uh, i've made it here several times i said mm. it i said I don't know why the government is not responding to the call of Nigerians to open up the border. Well, they might have their reasons economically. But when things are like this, uh, you weigh the advantage and the disadvantage of something, of your policy. And we believe that at this point in time, the point we find ourselves, um, there is nothing wrong um, or there is nothing that could be more worse or more wrong uh, for government to say they want to lift ban on the importance of food. So, like you said, in Nigeria, our policy makers and government, they are always, you know, reacting to issues. They are not proactive. When you look at uh, people being kidnapped, you see police making frantic effort to say they, um, they want to go and rescue them. So we are always reactive. We are not proactive. And that's a typical example of Nigeria. Before now, there may be a lot of noise. One just wonder why it is now that government is coming up with that. Mm-hmm. And I will keep on saying it. I still wonder what our state governments are doing in ameliorating the challenges facing Nigerians. They have a role to play and we are not seeing what they are doing. God help us. Interesting. We are due for a break and when we come back, we'll touch more on that uh, story. Tinubu returns from France, orders emergency meeting on food security. It's been reported across dailies this morning. We'll be back after this break.
new shagwan shopping complex opposite general post office o se ni kan body te bere o ni electronics lowo eni shagwan ti o mo be e pe won telephone 0803356850 abike 0706917398 o ni electronics o ni gangan loni o ni loni o ma je Thank you so much for staying with us. Still freshly pressed on Fresh 107.9 FM, Abeokuta, this Wednesday morning. As we're talking about the economy, there's this report on the Nigerian Tribune and on almost all the dailies uh, this morning. It is about the, presid- the president's return to Nigeria and uh, the emergency meeting that was held, that was called yesterday. Uh, it is uh, there this morning. Okay, there, here's a story on the Punch newspapers. Atinubu returns from France, orders emergency meeting on food security. The story is there this morning on the Punch newspapers. President Bola Tinubu on Tuesday night returned to Nigeria after a two-week private visit to, to Paris, France. Uh, the presidential jet NAV-001 touched down at the wing of the Namdaziko International Airport, Abuja, at 9 p.m. The president was received by top government officials at the airport. Uh, the, further down that story, although the presidency remained silent on the reason for the visit, the Nigerian leader was billed to return in the first week of February. A statement announcing his departure on January 24 uh, noted it returns amid protests in some states over the rise in food and living costs. And on Tuesday, the Minister of Information and National Orientation, Mohamed Idris, said Tinubu had directed immediate interventions to alleviate the suffering and forestall a further breakdown in security. The rest of that story is there this morning on the Punch newspapers. Uh, well, Ustaz, um, so, so somebody's asking already, and people wonder that why is it that when we have crisis, it's when we always remember that we have a national reserve grid. I recall during COVID, um, when the chips were down, that was when President Buhari ordered that grain be released. Uh, physically, I was out on the streets, I saw trucks of grain, uh, maize, rice coming to Abeokuta. Um, a similar thing is happening now. Uh, first, do we have this thing really in abundance? Then why are we storing at a time like this? Um, I, I recall in the Bible uh, during the first seven years of plenty, that was when Egypt stored under the prime minister. But then in the next seven years of famine, we have this. You wonder whether we're in abundance at this time where we're storing food away. Um, thank you. There is no nation that will not have um, a warehouse of food, a storage, in case there is war. Normally, it's like that. You have um, a specific amount of reserve that you keep in case of you know calamity, war, etc. So it, 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 it's a certain thing. Um, and that government is doing that and releasing it um, is not really shocking. That's why it's there. We're not in the war, but definitely there is hunger on the land. So they have to release what is stocked. You cannot keep food when your people when are people hungry. people are starving. Yes, you, you can't do that. However, I think it goes beyond that. These, to me, are just palliatives. Um, we need to look at how to make our country to be self-sufficient when they console food. Uh, but not taking away the story of the president um, convening an emergency meeting as soon as it touched ground in Nigeria. Um, like I said, it's giving credence to those that have criticized that his absence was really affecting the issues. Um, I have not been particularly happy with his um, uh, so-called private uh, visit to France. Yes, the visit might not be official, but our president is not a private individual. Um, and if he needs to go um, on such um, one school of thought, and I shared in that view, held that he should have handed over properly to the vice president. I doubt if this happened. But thank God that he's back and is taking action and decision that is going to, um, you know, we pray, alleviate 
um, the sufferings of people when they consume food. But more needs to be done. Um, yes, they are using grain. What kind of grains are they releasing? The challenges we have now is that most Nigerians depend on rice. We eat rice more than all other grains, maize, um, millet, whatever. Um, we eat more of rice. So is rice part of the grains that have been released? We need to look into that. But more and more, we are thinking that they should let go the ban on the importation of rice. Because all the rice we eat now in Nigeria are imported. So if there is a ban on this commodity, where are we getting it from? This is the question. Are you, so, are, are you afraid of weevil infested grains at this time too? Uh, we believe that they should have done the needful by ensuring that um, the grains are preserved, properly preserved. Uh, but we can't rely on the fact that some might have been infected. But let's see what they bring out, how it helps you know, uh, to reduce uh, um, the pain um, people are going through. Uh, I know that when you go to the market and you want to buy maize, a Congo of maize um, suddenly rose uh, three, four, five, six hundred. It's about one thousand five or, or so now for the grains, and also Gari too has gone up to about seven, eight hundred naira per Congo. It's it's really bad across board. So let's see what government is releasing. But I will repeat, what are the subnationals doing? The state government, how are they coming in to alleviate? the various challenges that we have militating against the nation. People have talked of uh, people speculating uh, food prices. We can't rule that out. What are they doing? Local government by now should be setting up a um, price control board. You know, going into the market, opening up stores where foods are unnecessarily ordered. I mean, these are areas we want them to come into, but they're not coming into it. We're not seeing effort by government to ensure that um, next planting season, um, I mean, next season, when we are harvesting, we harvest enough food, you know, that will make people to believe that, okay, we have enough food for the nation. I'm expecting government maybe to do competition, local government competition. Um, who can produce more of what? Um, which local government can produce more of a further rice? Can we empower them and let us set up competition to see yields that will come up greatly? These are steps and actions we want them to be taking that we are not seeing yet. So if government is releasing food from the warehouse, how or what effort are we making to ensure that this are replenished and we still have more for citizens to eat? We are not seeing that yet. Uh, let's bring it back to Ogo State here. Adebutu arraigned for vote buying gets 1 million naira bail. The federal government on Tuesday arraigned the 2023 governorship candidate of the People's Democratic Party in Ogo State, Oladipupu Adebutu, on seven counts bordering on vote buying and other electoral offenses during the March 18, 2023 governorship poll. Adebutu was arraigned alongside five others before Justice Abiodo Akinyemi of the Ogo State High Court, Kobakbe Road, Abeokuta. The defendants, however, pleaded not guilty to the charges in the criminal case marked AB slash 10 C slash 2023. The ruling all progressive congress had dragged Adebutu before the police, alleging that he induced voters during the polls by allegedly giving out two hundred thousand naira vouchers preluded two hundred thousand vouchers preluded with ten thousand naira to prospective voters. Based on the APT petition, the federal government filed charges against Adebutu and his PDP allies last year but the arraignment was stalled as Adebutu was said to have travelled out of the country for medical treatment. On his return to the country in December 2023, Adebutu presented himself to the police. On Tuesday, he was physically present in court to answer the charges to which he pleaded not guilty. you find more details in the Punch newspaper. It's also being reported across the dailies online and even uh, the hard ones in Augustate here. Um, uh, sincere apologies for the break. Um, Ustaz, I'm, I'm coming to you now. Um, we, when we talk about things like this, we always say who comes to equity must come with clean hands. And the law 
should be no respecter of persons. Uh, people also um, talk about testing the law in itself, in the sense that the APC went the full throttle to write a petition and present evidences to the police. The police also investigated that this has been charged. Now, we cannot speak on the merits of the case itself uh, to avoid prejudice or subjudice, but let's look at other people who have, who have, who have also been accused of vote-buying and other electoral offences in the 2023 general elections. Who is going to hold those ones responsible to? Bringing sanity to our electoral process is one salient duty that everybody must be involved in. Um, that everybody is doing it is not a reason not to um, prosecute or punish anybody caught. Um, definitely, vote buying is everywhere in Nigeria. But if you are caught, let's see what the law will say. So I agree with you. We need to test the law uh, because it's one terrible side of our electoral process that we need to take away, that we need to just get over. So if the APC said we saw it happening and they were able to bring about evidences and the police equally investigated and saw it. Those of us that were on the field that day equally saw it. Um, that's the truth. But it's just that it's not peculiar to one party. So, that, so that's exactly my point. Yes. Who's going to charge other parties? Uh, yes. Um, or who's charging other the parties? The law is blind. When there is no evidence, the law is blind. When somebody is not prosecuting, is not complaining, is not pushing out the offense, the law is blind. In this particular case, APC complained, petitioned, brought out evidence. So it therefore means that the citizens need to be up and doing in future. But the stars, like during elections, we we'll see the FCC arrest some people for maybe vote buying or other allegations. But like, do they really get prosecuted? Like, have we ever heard of anyone who's been prosecuted or charged? Caught in the act. Yes, in the act. I, I agree with you. In River State, for instance, uh, somebody was caught with a lot of uh, dollars. Dollars. Uh, we don't know what has come of that. That's what I'm saying, that the civil society need to start asking questions. In this particular case, somebody stood and said, look, I saw it happening, and reported. Those that have been arrested, we need to start asking questions. Like you have said, test the law. Um, let people face consequences of their actions. Maybe in future, this will not repeat itself. Um, I believe it's the way to go. However, I want to look at it, uh, whether it's um, uh, victimization or whatever name you want to call it. The fact remains that somebody said, I saw it happening, reported it. The police went into it, investigated, and said, yes, we confirmed it happened. Do, do, do you think the APC went that full length to politically incapacitate him? We can't rule it out. Because that thing came out at the time when they were contesting for who won the election. Um, so it could be part of their, you know, winning... Um, Machinations. Exactly, you know. But eventually, uh, the Supreme Court have said um, the present governor uh, is the winner of the election and that um, he's in office. However, the case remains and it has to be prosecuted. Like you said, I think we should start asking questions about all others that have been arrested in other parts of Nigeria. What is happening? Because, because my, my concern really is that even the sitting governor was also accused, and that was also part of the case in court. But then, who is charging on those electoral offenses now? Not as a build-up. PDP did. I, I think they went to court, and the court said there was no case. Uh, the PDP went to court. Oh, no, they presented it. They presented it as yes. part of their... Yes, and uh, the court rejected it. Yes. I, I think one thing is playing out, and that's the fact that um, INEX seems to be overwhelmed because some of these cases are supposed to be prosecuted by INEC. In this particular case now, it is APC Nogun State that is saying this man has a case to answer. Maybe in other cases, INEC is not pushing. Maybe that's where we need to look into people saying we need to unbundle the INEC in a, in a way that some element of implementation of the law is taken away from them. Let them face the duty of conducting election. But whatever happens to people that violate election, uh, 
um, um, or electoral laws should be left to some other agencies. Maybe that's what is playing out. But, 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 but the con- another concern, I'm sorry, speaking about INEC, as of July 2023, they were to prosecute 215 electoral offense cases. But sadly, as of April, as of November, they had to delay 197 of those cases. You, you, where is the balance in all of this? And that's why I said, I share the view of those that said, Heineck needs to be unbundled because they are overboarding with so many things. When you look at Heineck, having to pursue the huge number of cases they just mentioned now, and they see after run out, after their primary assignment, which is to conduct election, they just finished conducting by elections and run in some state. Um, now we're going to have re- um, elections in some other states Again. coming up. And you talk of um, INEC having to go to court to prosecute people that have been accused of violating electoral offenses. That's why I share the view that INEC really needs to be unbundled. If APC have not been stubborn on this, maybe this one too will have gone under the carpet. Maybe if the PDP had been able to get their case, you know, wrapped up well, and you know, take it to court, will have been seeing uh, APC2 answering to, you know, um, allegation of mm-hmm. vote buying. But vote buying took place across board in Nigeria. Those of us that were on the street that day saw it happening. It didn't, it was not, you know, particular to one party. One party. It's, uh, all of them were involved one way or the other. But if you are caught, you are caught. Let's see what the Lord will say on this. I think it's a way to test our law. And I don't want to look at different angle of uh, this is bias. Or politics. No. Or politics. Well, still in Ogun State, there's this report. Ogun Speaker steps down motion suspending Oluomo for 14 legislative days. The Speaker of the Ogun State House of Assembly, Oludai Selemide, on Tuesday, stepped down a motion moved by a member from Abeokutin North Constituency, the Baton Teller, and co-sponsored by five other lawmakers suspending the former Speaker, Olakunli Oluomo, for 14 legislative days. Ruling on the motion after it was debated by all the other co-sponsors, the Speaker, Oludai Selemide, pleaded with his colleague lawmakers to consider the state and the effort of the Dakwabiodun-led government in conjunction with the legislature in turning around the state for the better. The rest is there this morning. Uh, this Ogun State uh, House of Assembly, Imata Izeregim, uh, the, uh, the members that are suspended uh, the, from Aspica, they are saying that it did not follow the, the, the laws guiding you know, the house because it took the, uh, the house to court for you know, like removing him from his position as a speaker in the first place. Well, um, it's a legal thing. Um, if he's under his r- right mm. uh, to, um, to go to court, let him go to court. But I want to make a comment on what the speaker has done. Uh, let me say. I think it's a good thing. Um, you don't set the polity ablaze. And that's what he has done. Look, he's still one of us. Whatever it that has happened, we have, he has been dethroned, impeached. So let's leave it like that. You, you uh, think it's magnanimous in victory? Uh, I, I am thinking so, but when you look at it and the kind of um, uproar that's going to cause on the floor of the house and eventually on the governance of the state, you understand why he needs to do that. As a leader, you need to look beyond the immediate. Look, what do you gain from this? Uh, when you ask him not to be in the house for 14 legislative days, mm. the people of his constituency will be affected. And, you know, things like that. Can we overlook? However, I equally will appeal on the the former speaker um, to work within the ambit of the law um, so that um, um, because it's not every time that he might be getting uh, this kind of magnanimity uh, of the speaker. I I think they need to look inward and find a way to resolve some of this thing politically. But if you ask me, I think the current speaker has done the right thing um, in ensuring that um, it did not exacerbate whatever that is playing out now within the house, so that there will be peace um, in legislative duties within the house. Um, that, that's my submission on that. I will go to the phone lines now, uh, 0815-432-1079, 0815-432-1079 and 0818-111. 
1079. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Yes, good morning. My name is Solishola Johnson, calling from Rwanda. Yes, I would rather talk on the hardship in the nation. Uh, the president, for now, I think I said so on Monday, should find a ways and means of relaxing the border. All food that are imported, most of these food are imported, are Nigerians behind it. They should bring it through Nigerian ports. We have several ports in Nigeria. They should not take it to Kitonu so that our boys will be chased around by customs and then be shut down. Bring it through Nigerian ports, lessen the import duty, maybe make it about 2.5%. There people can buy food and then there will be no food in the country, there will be no food in the storage. I think that is what the president should do for now. Thank you, good morning. Oh, thank you very much. Remember that we are live on Facebook. Put your comments there for us. We'll pick them up later on in the show. Uh, same for WhatsApp. We're due for a break. We'll take this quick break and come back to take more feedback from you. This is Freshly Pressed on Fresh 107.9 FM. Thank you for staying with us on Freshly Pressed, 0815-432-1079-0815-432-1079-0818-111-1079-0818-111-1079-0818-111-1079-0818-111-1079-0818-111-1079-0818-111-1079-0818-111-1079-0818-111-1079-0818-111-1079-0818-111-1079-0818-111
which is step up. Because in the last four years, he has been able to take just one year. How many years does he want to take by the time he's leaving the office for the old people that they are not getting palliative, nothing, nothing? They, will, they are not even expecting it. But who gets their gratuity at the right time? People are being for the past nine years. And government is supposed to be a continuum. We should be paying at the right time so that we forestall those who are serving presently. They will be paying those who on nine years are yet to collect their gratuity. What will happen to them in the future? If we stem all this corruption and other things, government that we should do something fast, fast. People are suffering. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you very much, Ayola. That, that, that's another kettle of fish entirely that he has raised. The money releases to mm. clear backlog as far back as 2013 and 2014 for BRT allowances. Uh, on on WhatsApp, humanitarian Abrashid Okinla from Shakwan says, Thank God Mr. President is back in the country. Let's see how the changes will affect uh, things that have gone wrong so much. What are the governors doing not to talk of local governments? We are watching with keen interest. Nigeria will bounce back. Inshallah. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Yeah. Uh, my name to everyone over there. This is Larry Alakon calling from Milano. Okay. Yeah. Let me start from the standpoint of uh, the uh, governorship candidate of PDP. Uh, it is important there. So, if that's why it is, call it any name. Either we something or anything. It is important there that. Uh, he, he, he took the post buying to the next level. And he should be prosecuted accordingly. Because it's what I witnessed, I know I know it. So we know that there is post buying in Nigeria. But the way now, the, way, the level he took is also is amazing. Now, so we want you might be invited to the court to come and give evidence. So. <laughs> no, I, that, I don't I don't, I don't, I don't collect. I'm not part of PDP. And, uh, I'm not a part, uh, part of a... Uh, I'm not, I didn't belong to any political party. But I, it's what I saw on the polling unit. And I have evidence. So it should be prosecuted so that you can stand up different to others. People were guilty of that offense. Uh, lastly, Mr. President should come to do everything humanly possible to bring an end to all this suffering. He should release open border and let just the free flow of rights. I don't see I don't know the reason why Mr. President is still holding on to but uh, as not even as not open border. Thank you, God bless you too. On Facebook, Prince Tai Wikunjimi, vote Biden is across the board in the country. Okay, I, I can't read What he's saying is that look, you have eventually taken over his mandate mm. in his water commerce. That's what it means. Okay. Let the man be now, but the court did not say it was his mandate. It's mm. like he did not win an election. And I think that should not be used now in this situation. The fact mm. remains that he has been accused and they have given evidence. Let the law take its course. I won't follow that his opinion. I went on to say the sitting government too was accused of vote buying who is going to prosecute the governor. Is INEC not the one to file the litigation? He said. Shana good morning. President Tinubu has proven some of his ministers and governors wrong who said Nigerians are enjoying the lowest food prices in Africa. There's hunger in the land. Let the food reserve and border be open to reduce or alleviate the pain. Honorable Olakpo Gaza, Ustaz, let's think outside the box. The president visit to France is definitely about the country that just left ECOWAS. Is it not the ECOWAS president? I'm sure a trip like this must not be blown out. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Yeah. This is Adelaide calling from Olomon. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to, like, buttress the point to read the. Again, one of your uh, news. Yeah, uh, the issue of uh, importation as as regards the uh, border and the rest, I think it is easy to be solved rather than we are looking for yeah, we are looking for like uh, ghost uh, ghost hunting, uh, uh, all this uh, kind of thing. What I feel is that the port, the port, our port, Nigerian port in the Lagos or in the Potter Court should be opened. They should like people to bring in goods. And, and for now, let us have a very low let us have a very low uh, uh, import duty. 
you understand? Sacrifices have to be made on the part of the government. You can say you want to have it all. Now you have said you have removed and the subsidy is giving you a lot of money. Why why are we now? Why must you must you make money or must you raise money from every source? You understand? The policy you come 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 into come into the come into the public and see. The Okada people, the transport people, everybody are just adding more into the pains of the people. You understand? Well, thank Things you. Have we, to, we, we have to take other comments, please. Yes. The, the people have to the people have, the government has to come. Oh thank you. Thank you. Raji Afiz on Facebook. On the issue of Nigerians spent $98 billion on foreign trip education in 10 years. They say education is expensive. Try ignorance. Since our education are moribund in Nigeria, what do we expect? Federal government has spoiled education from primary schools to university level. I think Nigerian parents will find a way to give their children sound education abroad. Ashoju Olodumari. Well, good morning, sir. Either APDP or APC, none of them have solutions. Solution is in our ends. And and you and me, the sheep as okay, thank you so much for your comment. Olaiwala Mercy. Someone sponsored protests against PDP for sixteen years. Another person or a party is now sponsoring protests, it's okay. Everything about this government is propaganda, he said. <laughs> um on WhatsApp, uh, Ustaz was of the opinion that PBATS is a master strategist that will turn Nigeria and Nigerians around, having done it in Lagos. Sadly, Nigeria and Nigerians are not working on the PBATS. Where's the stand of Ustaz now? That's from Professor Agbola AAA. Prof, Ustaz, my stand is still with you have questions to answer. I don't know how Pibat can hear this our program. People are seriously crying and dying of hunger. When there is hunger in the land, there will be more evil. Engineer Surajuddin Oyebisi. Good morning, sir. I can hear me realize my name from Adigbe. Issue of food should be the first thing that this government should handle. Terrorists don't allow farmers to do farming work. Government don't allow importation of rice. Um, we have a lot of messages. Uh, let me acknowledge all. Um, Ola from Adigbe. Thank you so much. MOK from United Towns of Ayeturu. Um, Majid from Adigbe. We can't read all, unfortunately, this morning. I'm sincerely sorry uh, for because of our time. Yes. Uh, but Nigeria but, is playing today. Yes, uh, that, that's it. <laughs> it's quite exhaustive. And, and the concern, really, uh, the... The agency, uh, the for, uh, Office of Foreign Affairs, released a memo to people living in South Africa to be careful. I wonder why Nigerians are hated so much by South Africa. Mm. We're not even the highest amount of immigrants. We, do, we don't top any table in South Africa. Why Nigerians are hated in South Africa is what I don't I understand. Know. Anytime there's a xenophobic attack, Nigerians are the largest amount of victims. Ustas, quickly. Well, um... I can't really explain that. But I just know that at a point in time, too, our attitude in South Africa was not the best. And I hope you have not forgotten the fact that there was a cult gang that started in South Africa, um, came back to Nigeria and in Anambra, and people started killing each other um, in the church. And the cult was traced back to what was happening in South Africa. South Africa. Maybe that. But you got in Nigeria... I can only wish us well that we win mm. today's oh, match. By God's grace. Amen. Uh, we had this case. Osimen was almost ruled out of yes, that, but yes. he is back nice now back. and the team is The stronger. best should happen to Nigeria. <laughs> so, go Super Eagles. We are defeating the Bafana Bafana Amen. today. And in yes. large number. And no. 5-0. This is the size of our package this morning on Freshly Pressed. Um, up next at 8 o'clock is Etiobanili, Etiobaluku. Um, you, you get to hear the top stories in Yoruba language. I'll be back at 10 with uh, the platform this morning. My name is Emmanuel, okay? Thank you so much for start being a part of the program this morning. Pleasure being here. My name is Omoyemi so you do enjoy your Wednesday. Broadcasting worldwide, the latest hits and the greatest memories. Fresh. Fresh. 107.9 FM. Download the Fresh FM app on your Android phone, tablet to listen to Fresh FM anywhere in the world. To download, go to Google Play Store and App Store. Search for Fresh FM Nigeria. Select the icon, tap, and install for free. Follow the on-screen instructions, complete the installation, and get our content anywhere under the sun in real time. The Fresh FM radio app is all in one. You can listen live, watch us live, see our Facebook, Twitter, 
Twitter, Instagram posts, and news updates, the Fresh FM Nigeria mobile app can be downloaded on Android and iOS. As you use the Fresh FM app, review and rate our app. We're available 24-7 for more updates. Thank you for choosing Fresh as the best with Ocrest. Fresh FM Loni, Imoto Toshe Pataki. Fresh FM Loni, Imoto Toshe Pataki.